Ciao, Calcio fans. Welcome to United by Calcio. My name is Christian, and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Inter fan in this world, because no one else likes Inter, obviously, Robbie. You are joining me by me, but we have plenty of uh, brothers in the world. And sisters. No, no, you don't. No, no, none whatsoever. Yes, sir. You, you are alone in your Inter fandom, obviously. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we are here with our preview episode from Match Day 20. We've got some exciting matchups here. I mean, you know, a few exciting matchups, and we've got some pivotal matchups where, well, specifically Napoli, we're sort of wondering what what's next for them. Are they going to be able to stop the bleeding, or is this just going to continue? Uh, and so with that, let's just jump right into it, right? Uh, we've got Napoli playing Sardinitana at home, it doesn't really mean much of anything, right? Because this season ex- hasn't exactly been a typical Napoli season. They have not been good at home at all. No, so uh, they might lost not mean much. The last game as well might not mean much to Napoli, but it is a massive, massive, massive. Can't understate that enough. Opportunity for Salernitana. You Probably. have Napoli, Napoli, in the best scenario possible. They are reeling. They're missing two of their stars for AFCON. And Salernitana desperately need points. In 20th, three points back of clear being clear. And this might be a game they can win. I mean, Napoli are playing terrible. Granted, Salernitana aren't playing good. But they're... When you looked at the fixture list before the season, this is not one you circled and been like, yep, we can get points here. They might be able to get points here. Yeah, absolutely. Very well. I mean, you know, Sanitana suffered uh, drubbing, as we mentioned in the recap episode, at the hands of Juve and Coppa Italia around the 16th. Followed that with a much stronger game, mind you, because they, they were clearly rotating in that Coppa Italia matchup. Uh, they had a lot. They had, I think, six different changes in the league game uh, against Juve, where they performed a lot better. I mean, clearly the impact of Candreva can't be uh, understated. I think he's got a huge, huge impact on his team. Uh, not that it led too much, but he still does have an impact. Uh, with that said, the the goal that they scored in that game and the two one loss to Juve at the hands of Lavic, by the way. Um, was a direct result of Gatti's error. I'm not sure if that that's enough for me on on a regular day. But you are right. This is a Napoli team that has shaken to its core. They've lost three zero against Torino last five games here. Three three zero against Torino. They tied Monza zero zero. They lost to Roma away two zero, and then lost to Frosinone. At home, 4-0. That's just ridiculous, right? They have not scored a goal in four games. That's nuts. Like, we praised Napoli for their yeah. football last year of just scoring goals at will. They were unbelievable. It was great. And they are That's lost. Right. Um, they can't find a way to score goals. Maybe Salernitana is exactly what they need. But Right, maybe. You can say the same thing for Salernitana to Napoli. Like, <laughs> like the opposite way. Like, this is yeah. exactly what Salernitana needs. Uh, my prediction, one-to-one. One-to-one. 
That's yeah. a, that's a pretty. I feel like it's a pretty safe prediction. That that's a that seems that seems very reasonable. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give Napoli the benefit of the doubt here. I say this is the game they come back into it. I say this is the come back wake up game. I say Kvaratelia wakes up finally. So let's say three one Napoli. Wow, high scoring. There you go. They wake up in fashion. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I just, I do think they have to stop. This team is too good to keep sliding like this. I genuinely do not think this team is a bad team. I don't think anybody does. I don't think you do. I don't think any any other City A fans watching uh, think so. This team is a good quality team. They can play a lot better than this and deserve better than this. And come on. I mean, Juve fan, uh, you know, sure, that's what I am, but I enjoyed watching last season as Napoli got their first title in 30 plus years, right? That was that was great to see. Really, really happy for them. Napoli fans deserved it. They're some of the best fans in, in Serie A. Um, and this team deserved it. They earned it. Uh, they, they were decisive. I definitely want to see them coming back into it. I mean, this league is a lot better when you've got Napoli, Juve, Inter, and Milan fighting for that top uh, the top four spots there, right? Uh, so I guess my inner optimist is coming out on this, uh, episode, uh, as opposed to the end of last episode, right. You know, ranting about Blavich. <laughs> so with that said, um, yeah, three, one Napoli. I, I see him coming back, but I'd say that scores at least one assist. The, uh, another, that's a little, uh, micro prediction there. So with that, sir, let's move on to another important matchup for Inter because they've got to keep up pace with Juve here. Right, Juve is only two points behind. That's not very. Uh, that's not very much distance there. So that's not very comfortable. So you got Monza, who is a formidable opponent. This is not somebody to take lightly. A team that is very, very good at what it does. It knows what it needs to do. They're disciplined, structured. And they've got a great coach in Paladini, who, mind you, could very well leave at the end of the season. Um, he's a very, very good coach. 2-0 uh, win over Monza uh, in August, which is great. Uh, then they <laughs> lost to Monza at home last uh, April 15th. And uh, January 7th, they drew. So they're playing away. What are we expecting in this matchup, Robbie? Yeah, I was about to lead off with my segment of saying how this is a fixture that Inter struggling. <laughs> <laughs> well, and... you know... Uh, and yeah, um, I probably expected to continue to struggle. Um, Inter didn't really have an inspiring, uh, performance against Verona, of course, no. but they found a way they got the three points there. Um, every mm -hmm. game going forward is massive. Three points are needed in every single game because you just don't know when Juventus are going to drop points, vice versa to Inter. Um, yeah, I mean, Monza are good at home. They're three, four and two. So they may not win a lot of games at home, but they don't lose games at home. Um, I think that trend continues. I do think Inter will drop points in a 1-1 tie as well. Same as scores, scoreline as the last one. Um, so yeah, giving Juve a window. I, I see this very differently. I see Monza winning here, 2-1. Okay. I see a 2-1 uh, pod special again. 2-1, Monza, 
victory over Inter. I think this is sort of, you know, we've been seeing a little bit of sputtering here and there, here and there we've talked about over the last few weeks, right? Um, I, I think this maybe is it because, I mean, again, they won against Lecce. They won against Lazio. They lost to Bologna, drew against uh, Genoa. I think the sort of sputtering that's been that's been sort of evident might just come to a draw, uh, sort of a, a hit here. I think Monza's going to take advantage of it. They're playing at home, sort of unofficial derby. You know, this is it. I think Monza's going to come uh, come on top here. And now uh, this is kind of significant for Monza because if they can get three points from this, they get to where Napoli is, not ninth place, uh, at least if things stay as they are, right? But I think uh, Monza's got a lot of quality. I mean, I've mentioned Colpani's name a lot because he is that good. But any other players you think we should watch out for in this game? Yeah, I mean, everyone talks about where is, like, Inter's uh, Yildiz, and he is on Monza, Valentin Carboni. Great player. Um, He's been really good for them. Um, Two goals, two assists um, in 12 total matches. Um, But he's 18, and it just feels like every time he touches the ball, something is going to happen that's good with that left foot. Uh, Let's go to, yeah, like you said, Milan-Roma there. Um, Should be a good game. I mean, Roma didn't exactly uh, play in an inspiring way, but they should have won that game, like you mentioned yourself, against Atalanta. They were the better side for sure. Now, there's some sort of history to be uh, acknowledged here in the sense that uh, Milan have generally outplayed uh, Roma in their matchups. And Milan are coming off of a very good streak here. They've won four of their last five. They haven't they haven't lost one in their last five. So uh, Roma's lost two, drawn one, one two. So I, I feel like the the odds here are that Milan show up and and score outscore Roma in my view. I mean, I see this game playing out uh, as a sort of three one game. That, that's how I see this playing out. Yeah, I like that. Um, Milan are quietly having a very solid season. The only reason no one's yeah. really talking about them is because Juve and Inter are having very, very good seasons. Um, like 39 points through 19, nothing to scoff at. Like that's 78 no. points on pace. That's very solid. Um, Roma, big game. They're three points off of fifth spot, and they just went through a toward stretch where they just played every single good team. Um, and that ends with this one against Milan. Uh, they'll end on a sour note. I think Milan wins. Podcast special, 2-1. Two 2-1. To one. Two one. Well, I like how you're going back to the pod special there. Uh, well done. But that seems like a reasonable reasonable score there, uh, outcome. Now, let's uh, get a little more granular here. Uh, any player to watch out for you uh, in this game? Uh, Christian Pulisic. He yeah. just, he's yeah. Seems. Captain America. Um, five goals, six goals, five assists. Having a good season. Obviously, Drew is the talisman. But Pulisic has been great. Better than what you pretty much would ask for. Um, coming off a bad Chelsea season. And oh, yeah. it just feels like he's been coming up in big moments, scored against Newcastle, and 
you just kind of hope he continues that way as from an American standpoint. Yeah, I mean, he's putting together a great season at this point. Uh, you've got, I mean, and this, this Milan uh, trio is just impressive, right? I mean, you see Olivier Giroud uh, buries a penalty against Empoli uh, during match day 19. Brings his tally up to nine goals and five assists. He is having a great season. Uh, still so impressive. This man is 37 years old. Uh, Leo's having a fine season. Uh, nothing that's you know sort of expected for him. Three goals, five assists. But the real, real star of the show you mentioned, Christian Pulisic, right? He he is six goals and five assists. Easily, uh, you could see him ending up with double digits, uh, double digit numbers for both of those, right? For sure, for sure. Um, and that's exactly what you want. Like ten and ten is a great season. Like that's probably yeah. more than what you would ask for twenty GA. Um, yeah, Drew is just unbelievable at 37, still scoring so many goals, um, still as beautiful as ever, of course, um, which is <laughs> what really matters. Um, well, of course. I mean, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And then one thing uh, to look at, out for for Roma is Mourinho, because he will be in the stands. <laughs> he will again. be missing the game uh, again because this of the guy. red card. <laughs> you know, he. this is a pretty critical stretch for this team, right? And we talked about this for weeks at this point. Very important stretch. And it's important for him to be there, right? For for his team and be present. Uh, because there is some value to having your manager on the sideline, right? I mean, shocking. I know. Uh, very, very shocking stuff here. But there is something to be said for Mourinho's temper. Again, getting the best of him. And he seemingly forgets he's got a team, right? Either way. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I'm sure he's going to do his best to tell everyone his feelings over the phone as he's sitting up in, you know, in the box somewhere. So uh, I don't think we'll be missing that. He'll probably have plenty of shots of him screaming his head off in the boxes. But with that, let's move on to the final matchup that we will be previewing, and that is Juventus Sassuolo. Sassuolo is coming to the Allianz, right? And this is a key matchup for Juve. They cannot let up steam here. This is not this is a this is a big match. This is where you need everybody on deck, all hands on deck. Uh unfortunately, uh Moise Ken is out for a while. Kiez is out for a while. Uh Cambiaso's also out for a while now, and Abio's also out for a while. So kind of complicates things. And a while is not like anything long, but at least a week or two for Cambiasso and a few weeks for Rabiot. Not good, given the fact that this is such an important matchup. So you're going to have to have a lot of uh, younger players playing. Cavidia might play in this game in, in midfield, depending. Uh, if, if he uh, likely decides to put out uh, maybe McKinney on the right, uh, as he often loves to, loves to do for whatever reason. But hmm. uh, with that said... What are we seeing from this game? I mean, what what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, Sassuolo isn't in the same type of form that they were when they played Juventus last, when Juventus went to Sassuolo and lost 4-2. I don't expect that to happen again. Um, Mm -hmm. But this fixture, like, in years past, like, Sassuolo has been a thorn in the side, at least recent as of recently, last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Sassuolo got three points in the home fixture there 
they got right. three points home fixture this year. Juve have handled them pretty well at the Allianz. Uh, I expect that to continue. Two nothing Juventus. It just feels like Sassuolo aren't going to be able to overcome them. They don't really. They're just not a good team, and I just feel like Juventus are going to be able to shut them down in every way they'll. They have been over the past nineteen right. games, mm-hmm. and then they'll find one or two goals and get the win. And we'll talk about the same Juventus and how it's not attractive football, but three points are three points. They keep on going. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Three points are always three points, right? And uh, I'd say, you know, it's been a little less boring as of late. I mean, 6-1 and, and you know, 2-1. A good 2-1 game. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got to give it to them. You know, that, that was not a boring game by any stretch of the imagination. So with that said, uh, I do see this game similarly. 2-0 seems like a fair scoreline here. Um, I, I would say 2-1, but the Sassuolo team has just been looking mm-hmm. just uh, emaciated. I mean... Also, Berardi's play isn't exactly inspiring. And uh, Juventus is playing at home. And yeah, it's just a different team at home. I think the crowd's been a lot better this season. Uh, the atmosphere has been a lot better this season. So, uh, love to see it on my end. Both uh, at 2-0 uh, guesses here for this game predictions. With that said, that concludes the previews for this uh, this match day 20. We are now past, well, we will be past the halfway point. Uh, with that said, let's get to a new segment. We're starting here with the uh, just a little bit of uh, our favorite and our least favorite moments from the past week of Serie A. And uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off with your favorite moment from Serie A and your least favorite moment? Well, my favorite moment was one that you get off the couch and you just yell as loud as you can because it was so awesome. And for Tessie scoring that goal. Um, really, and then just like an honorary mention is on Instagram later, just Marcus Trom commenting on the winning post of for Tessie on Instagram is just the peach <laughs> of just cheeks. <laughs> Love that. Love That was perfect. Great execution from Taram on that. Uh, <laughs> little social media shout out. Um, and the worst moment, of course, was Vlaovic scoring that goal. Uh, very unfortunate. Uh, I was feeling <laughs> as soon as Illing Jr. scored the of tying goal, I just knew yeah, yeah. it was eventually going to come. But at that point, you know, the hope was kind of all right, maybe it might not come, and it did. It just always does. It's ah, man. It's so I mean that was a that was a great goal. I got to give it to him. That was perfect. That was perfect in every way, shape, or form. That's what you want. But of course, that was your your least favorite of moment course. of all the moments in Serie A. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Wow, man. I could have I could um, criticize refereeing, but that's not fun. It's fair. Yeah, that's true. Everyone does that, right? Not nothing original about that. But let's see. My favorite moment. Hmm. I mean, pick of the letter here. Um, you know. I could go with the 6-1 victory. That was a great moment overall. But no, I mean, I got to go with the Vlaovic, uh, Vlaovic header. I mean, that was a chef's kiss moment there. I mean, that was fantastic. Perfect. Exactly what you need in that situation. Um, fantastic job by Vlaovic. What a cross in, by the way. Let's not sell that short. That was a great cross in. Um, fantastic. And uh, that was it. 2-1. 
got the three points, which is fantastic. So crucial at this point, especially with Inter playing so well and just maintaining, maintaining momentum. And my least favorite moment, I mean, I don't know. I just, this tackle, uh, this red card, Mazzocchi, just, I keep thinking back to it. I'm just like, <laughs> what the hell is he thinking? Why is that leg? And I'm just watching the replay and his leg is getting further and further. Oh, yeah. Like, why is he raising it? Why is it going up? It should be going down. Yep. Why is it going up? Did this guy do something to him? I'm just wondering at this point, what did he do to him? Something. It was, was <laughs> he whispered like something a, to him. <laughs> Uh, maybe that was that right but i mean what did he whisper to him to get him sent off four minutes into his debut match for his hometown club i'm just just wondering here right that was just bizarre on so many levels like as if napoli couldn't be suffering more at that moment right they're down i believe at that point one zero and he comes in four minutes in and he just throws the most ridiculous debut tackle i've ever seen in my life I'm just like, again, it's bizarre. I've seen more ridiculous tackles, but yeah, in terms of how that progression worked, it just was like, what is going on? Four minutes into his career as an Apple player. Yeah. That's a way to endear yourself to, to the fans. Forever ends up in a, a giphy, you know, just stuck in that moment. Loop in time. But that was a pretty horrible moment, oh, yeah. I would say, for uh, for Napoli and Serie A as a whole. Um, although, I, I'll be honest with you, the backup to this was Gatti's pass that ended up in, uh, you know, contributing to the goals that Anitana scored. Because, you know, it's not Gatti's first first attempt at trying to make my, my crap list for the week. Uh, it's not his first attempt. I don't think he's going to be his last uh, either. Oh, no. I have a feeling, but uh, with that, we are at the end of this episode. Uh, Robbie, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Everybody, thank you for listening. Follow us everywhere. We're on all the social media sites. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everything. Like, follow, subscribe, button, threads. That's right. Follow our podcast anywhere. Subscribe. Please leave a comment. Leave a rating if you like everything. If you don't like something, just blame Robbie, not me. It's not my fault. No, 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 not me. Um, It's always Robbie's fault. Never. But (laughs) with that said, thank you for joining us. Uh, Have a great week. Ciao, Cacho fans. Forza Inter. Ciao. Ah, Jeez. Ciao.